All right. SD, lead it off. So, I don't know if I'm a sadist or I'm dedicated, but I went into today knowing exactly what was going to happen, and it fucking happened. Mm -hmm. MSU went into Mackey Arena and got and got trounced out of the gym behind dead at 27 tall Zach Eady. And and this is a theme that goes across multiple sports, but and I tweeted this from the Bacon Warrior account. I am so fucking sick and tired of MSU coaches taking accountability without fixing anything. Like that's just manipulation. We know, we know it's your fault. You're the head coach. It is your responsibility to make sure these things don't happen. The, the toxic fault, boyfriend, the toxic boyfriend who says he's going to change the <laughs> fault. Yeah. The fault. The fault lies squarely on you. You don't need to acknowledge that, but you're not improving anything. Sav, I think, said it best. Uh, oh, a big man is cooking a program that hasn't recruited big men since the Trump administration. Color me shocked. <laughs> the three centers on the team take turns wearing fucking dunce hats while the other two look like fucking supermen, and Izzo gives the lion's share of the minutes inexplicably to the guy wearing the fucking dunce hat that week. Yeah, there was there was no stopping Zach Eady today. Didn't matter who you put on him. Again. I thought there were moments. I thought there were moments with uh with each of our three, but I think the guy who honestly defended him the best was, I guess in the sample size that I saw was probably Carson Cooper. But even then it's just like, none of those guys are truly going to slow down Edie in the way you want in order to be effective against Purdue. And I know that no team has a big man capable of stopping Edie because he's seven, four and like 300 pounds. But you got to find some way. I mean, we've seen players. I mean, like, yeah, Zach Eady's tall and large, but there have been tall and large players to come through Purdue before. So there's ways to make him slightly ineffective, but Michigan State hasn't found out how to. Yeah, and I mean, I am just so... I'm so fed up with going to Mackey and getting in and getting and getting our asses kicked. Like every has there, I can't remember the last time I watched a competitive game at Mackey. It was always over at halftime. The last five games. I think it's been seven years. Well, it's been since 2014 since we've won at Mackey. Yeah, it's been oh yeah, eight, nine years. Nine years. Nine years. I don't like Purdue's the number one team in the country. Hats off. They're not that fucking good. I like, I just don't, 
Like, is college basketball so bad this year that Purdue's the best team in the country? This is a bad timeline. I'm so fucking sick of of white-knuckling the regular season on the road to a second-round exit. That's what's going to happen this season. We're going to win on set. We're going to win five in a row. Lose to lose to fucking I don't know. Lose to Maryland, like Ohio State or something. Yeah, Ohio. Lose to Ohio State or Maryland. Went out, make it to the Big Ten semifinals. Lose to Purdue. No, there you go. Be a six seed in Purdue's region. Lose the first weekend. And then we'll go, oh, Xavier Booker. (laughs) It's been three years of this shit, man. Three years. And I get it. It could be worse. Oh, look at what look at what Duke's going through. Look at what Carolina's going through. Look at what Villanova's doing. Ha da 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 da. But like, okay, like you want to play comparative misery? I don't fucking care. I don't care. I only care about my team. I don't give a shit that produced. I don't give a shit that Villanova's struggling without GQJ. Also, really bad announcer, by the way. He's a studio guy. He should not be, he should not be calling games. Yeah. It's it's so frustrating to watch to watch a team underperformed, failed to meet expectations and knowing there's nothing that can be done about it because anyone who is getting minutes is getting minutes out of necessity, not because they're the best player for that situation. I don't know. Just, I just want one year where we're like really, like, you want to be the buzzsaw. Yeah, I, I've said that so much. I, yeah. I really want that, man. Just I have, a, I, I have an one opinion. year. Sorry, Carter. Go ahead. I have an opinion. I dislike <laughs> Purdue more than Michigan. I agree. In terms of like playing them and dealing with their fans and going to Mackey and dealing with Matt Painter, I hate that more than dealing with Michigan. Matt Painter's a fucking dickhead, by the way. Yeah, I was just dude. about to say that same fucking thing. I can deal with Juwan. Yeah, Juwan yeah, at least said uh, Juwan at least told Mark Turgeon he'd kill him and tried to slap Greg Gard and those are two I'll coaches. Kill I, you? I dis- <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah he said do what you want, pull the plug. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I can't stand Matt Painter. I can't stand Mackey. Purdue is just that. a house of horrors for us overall, like in football and basketball. Ugh, it really is. Speaking from Purdue experience. football hired God. Purdue football hired Ryan Walters. That's a great hire, and damn it! Oh, he was the Illinois head coach or coordinator, right? Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a scary hire in a couple of years. Um, brought on somebody but, really good to coach with them too. Hey, let's let's look forward. Well, we okay before we look forward, we'll talk about the Iowa game. Um, man, we thought we all we all thought they were going to kick their ass, and we were down ten nothing. I mean, within what a minute or two, it was pretty it's bad. Starts, yeah. I mean, we end up pulling, you know, we we outscored them pretty significantly after that, but that was just such a bad hole to put us in. And 
That sucked. That would have been one of, that that might have been the second worst loss after Notre Dame if we lost that game. It would have been up there. Breaking news from the football world. Hmm. Um, the Cowboys and offensive coordinator Kellen Moore have mutually agreed to part wins. Whoa. What? Wow. That? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, McCarthy's going to take over play calling duties. <laughs> I up with that. <laughs> Jesus. The Eagles are the Eagles the first team to hang two banners in one day. <laughs> the the Cal- McCarthy made Kellen Moore the scapegoat for this year. And then if he doesn't deliver next year in the playoffs, like at least get them to the Super Bowl, he's totally getting fired. And Jerry's gonna gonna pray that Sean Payton is still like not coaching a team, which seems like is gonna happen. Yeah. Seems like he's not gonna coach a team. So I think Jerry's just praying that he gives Mike one more year to fix it and do it his way. And then probably like, okay, you did it your way. You're fucking out. Like you suck. Anyway. um, Do we really want to talk about the Iowa game? I mean, I really don't have any great thoughts. It wasn't, I mean, there's really nothing to say about it other than it was like the quintessential (laughs) big 10 game, like end of January. It was a slug fest. It was a basketball game, that was for sure. Malik Hall had a sweet dunk. Yes, yeah. Yeah. What, you know, I fell victim to someone who said that Malik was done for the year. And, you know, I I apologize to you two for telling you that I heard that. And I'm not trying to throw this person under the bus. But even in but even in that case, like Izzo was also saying, like he's yeah, he's gonna said- be out a long while and he was back like two weeks later. Yeah. Yeah, he said he said it looked bad, and then two less than two weeks later, he a week. Oh, ago, what? Mahomes like did like a weird like he almost like fast like he almost softball fast pitched it. Oh, I'm watching it. I mean, I'm, I haven't. And the Bengals D lineman almost picked it off. Like that's the only way I'm going to it. It looked like a fast pitch, right? <laughs> like whoa, boom, yeah, woof. He's going to regret that one, not getting that one. Um, yeah, I'm glad Malik's back. Um, really didn't matter for today. <laughs> I don't think anything would have mattered. Part of me would have been like, you know what, Malik, why don't you sit this one out, Chief? We could have pulled We could have pulled Magic Johnson out of a time machine still from lost. 1979 and still would have lost by 15. No, no MS, MSU will never win a game in Mackey again. Probably not. Oh, unless Matt, unless Matt Painter, like, unless the program falls off a cliff, <laughs> they, MSU will never beat Purdue and Mackey. I think I, I would have said next year, but then I saw that Zach Eadie's already said he's coming back. What? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's going to make more in NIL for whatever he does in, whatever NIL he does in Purdue than. He's then not, whatever he's gonna make playing against uh, chain smoking, chain smoking Soviets in whatever Eastern Bloc hellhole he gets. He doesn't he have an NBA. Signs body. a contract for. He doesn't have an NBA body, and he knows that. If he were, if he were born forty years earlier, he'd be like a superstar, number one draft pick. But I don't I mean. I think a team would pick him up, but I don't know if he'd last very long. Matt Painter takes the Texas job. 
He's oh, a statue. Oh, he's a statue please. who can't who can't who can't do anything outside of the painted area. I know. He can do like a hook shot and a dunk, and that's it. Like the occasional jumper from like 10 feet, but that's pretty rare. And he's I wish we had enough depth to just foul the shit out of him today. Like literally just do hack a shack. I wish we had like 15 guys. Just send like Jason Whitens out there, hack him, and just offset like just ups offset their rhythm. But no, we just, you know, of course we don't have the depth. That's uh, the thing, is like you're gonna get a foul for defending this guy. Yep. Follow him hard. Yeah. Beat him up. Follow, beat his ass. Right. Make him think about it. Like, that's what, that's what you got to do. That's what I said before the first game at Breslin. I'm like, I need Jackson Kohler to go in and quote unquote foul Zach Eady, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> when you go up, put put your knee into his nutsack, poke yeah. him in the eye, you know, <laughs> slap him in the, on, poke him in the s- slap him. <laughs> slap you right slap 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 it he slap huck and hold a little bit fucking fuck him up make him make him earn it yeah make he's gonna get it. it anyway he's gonna get it anyways he's gonna get the call yeah fucking make him make him deserve the call i don't know you like you can't get a fucking home whistle at home that just blows my mind like every time i watch a game we we the other team in the bonus before we're even close like that that is so frustrating i just want that one season not only the buzzsaw season but where we get every single call honestly i had this thought today i had this thought today if four or five refs just got punched in the face (laughs) i think it would fix big 10 officiating because if one or two it's like an outline Right. Yeah. But if multiple refs are getting their shit rocked, then they'll go, okay, maybe we need to do something. Like yeah. it just like they these guys need to get their fucking shit together. Like no game is calls too. Like they said Hall like tripped some player and he clearly didn't. Yeah. That's a terrible call. Like what? <laughs> Like, it seriously makes you wonder if some of these guys are in on the take of games. Like, you got to wonder that. Um, But anyway, Brett, our good friend Brett, our partner, our family, um, has had a tweet a couple hours ago. I just saw it on my – I have it on my computer right now. There's a stretch here where we should win, man, at least seven – at least six of these games on the low end. Um. Saturday at Rutgers, but I think it's at it's at MSG, right? It's at Madison Square Garden. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So it's neutral. Yeah, neutral site. Uh then you have home against Maryland next Tuesday. A week from today, or two weeks from today, Super Bowl Sunday. Uh at Ohio State, who is kind of buns. So we don't have the best luck in Columbus, but that should be a winnable game. Yeah. And then, obviously, I think that I'm going to call auto-dub Minnesota, who's awful, uh, at home that following Wednesday. Then three weeks from this past Saturday, we are at Michigan at 9 o'clock. I don't know, but if Jet Howard's out for long term, then I think that's a game we should pull out. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, just tell me shut up. 
Um, then we have Indiana at home, uh, Iowa on the road, which isn't doesn't seem as intimidating this year, and then uh, Nebraska on the road. This is a stretch where we should expect six and two on the low end, in my opinion. Am I wrong? Talk, no. Talk I definitely think that they can – if they get healthy and getting back into a rhythm, this team can definitely do some damage. Eight, they can eight, win no, They can win a game or two. They could win a game or two that they're not supposed to. Yeah, like they could go into Michigan, which I don't think that's a win right now, but just depending I on health. If they go into Michigan fully healthy and Michigan's still pretty beaten up, they should be able to pull that one out. It'll be close because, you know, Hunter is going to – you know, they're going to go up 2 nothing. He's going to flex and everything, do the jerk-off motion. Um, going to be really intimidating for us. Indiana, I'm not re- – I mean, I'm nervous about that one just because of how we got beaten that first game. But the rest of them really don't scare me a ton. Rutgers, yeah, they're – like, it's technically their home game, but, you know, we'll see what – we'll see what Rutgers has to bring to the table in the big stage. But – I think eight and zero is is realistic. Six and two should be the floor. And if we're at five and three, then we have problems. Yeah, like, if we're if we're nineteen and eleven after these three after these eight games, then we're then we have some concern. Um, I don't know what you guys think. I just saw that tweet and I thought, wow, that's pretty pretty decent uh, pretty decent stretch we might have here. This- yeah, it's very it's very um. <clears throat> like like you said, six and two, I think should be the expectation, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I disagree with you about Michigan. Michigan is they're they're in the shitter right now. Um, you know, Penn State, they're they're probably at the same level we're at, and they got their shit rocked. Yeah, Michigan lost by like what 23, 24 points today. Yeah. So they're they're in the shitter as far as I'm concerned as a program. Um, on the road in the Big Ten is tough. I mean, but, you know. We should beat Ohio State. That's the one I really want. Yeah. We got to We got to bury Holden. We got to bury Chris Holden. Yep. Because he's probably going to get fired after this year. Or he'll mutual agreement of parting ways and he'll get to. Yeah. Like he'll, he'll get to. Some shit. He'll get to mosey on down in Notre Dame. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's right. Bray's retiring. Um That'd be interesting. Um, so what's going on in the football world? One more thing. This oh, Purdue this Purdue 1-8 loss in the second weekend is going to be a breath of fresh air. It's going <laughs> to be. It to like uh, Oklahoma State or something. It's going to be a banger. Oh, it's going to be. Oh, I'm going to let loose. It's going to be like Zach Eady has the worst game of his of the year. And like he's got all, probably has every national player of the year award locked up. And then. Just turns in a dud, misses every dunk and layup. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Beautiful. And we're a month and a half away. Oh, I'm so excited. So, you. So, what was the football news that you want to talk about? Well, I guess we'll start. Uh, Michigan State had another junior day this this uh, weekend, so they're letting so class of 2024 kids will come in and uh, get to see campus and things like that. And one of those guys is uh, the five-star David Stone. And David Stone has repeatedly visited Michigan State. I believe this is his second or third time on campus. Uh, So 
it's very clear that he loves Michigan State and he wants to be here. <laughs> and he's from Oklahoma. He had a quote today that I read from on three. It said, Oklahoma feels like where I'm from, but Michigan State feels like home. And it's like, that's a that's a banger of a quote. So it God, really comes so down bad to when, when Oklahoma just drops this enormous bag for him. And if they do, oh. I am going to be absolutely ridiculously livid. I will start. I will come on here and I will start screaming because I am will just be so upset. Literally, you have this recruitment. You are a running back and the offensive line has cleared the way for you. It is you and the end zone. There are no defenders within 20 yards of you. You have to jog the ball in. Yeah. And if Oklahoma is the four foot four three safety that comes in and trips you up by the ankles right before you're about to score, I'm going to be really mad. And that reason is going to be bag dropping. And as we know, bag dropping in a sense is legal. Do it. And you have to in this case. And it's like we've said for like a year now, we need one five star to blow the freaking dam wide open. And this has got to be the one it is. The the path is there. It's wide open. You have to make this happen. You just, there's no excuses, not make it happen. I'm sorry. There are none. There are none. I don't care what Oklahoma does. You have to do better because this kid is in your hands and I, and I'm going to, I'm going to be livid if you don't land them. That's all I'm going to say. This is around the time we really thought Mel would start landing five stars. So this is the time. This is the timeline. The timeline is now. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you 100%, Carter. If they lose on David Stone, then then this is a – I'm going to stop short of saying Mel should be on the hot seat. I'm going to call it the biggest failure of his time at Michigan State so far. Absolutely. You, you have been the leader in the clubhouse for this recruitment since, since you have gotten him the offer. Do, do what you need to do. Like, okay, again, this is my weekly plea. We need to get a, we need to get this collective shit figured out. Like, like Mel and the staff can't have anything to do with it, but I, we need to, we need to figure out a way to establish a collective. I like, we need to talk to Masalam or, or someone. Our boosters are rich. They're filthy rich. And again, and I'll say it, if I said it once, I've said it a million times. We don't need the billionaires for this collective. No. The billionaires can handle the big picture shit, the facilities, stadium upgrades, all that shit. We need the doctors and the lawyers for the collective. All right? We need the weathermen. We need Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need, we need James Kahn's trust to kick in a few uh, bucks. R.I.P. R.I.P. End of tweet. End of tweet, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> because we need to start landing these guys. And you're not going to land these guys without a signing bonus. That's, that's college football now. And the fact that we don't have a forward-facing collective scares me because all the other big schools have one. Our biggest collective is a t-shirt company. In no shade to SD4L, 
but there needs to be a little more, you know, there needs to be a little more pep in that step. You're right. They were very dormant for a while. Like they, they don't really, they're not really doing much. And it's the game. You get burned, you get burned paying an 18 year old. You're going to get burned paying an 18 year old. The, the transformative, not transactional shit. Fuck that shit, man. Fuck it. Yeah. Get them paid to come to campus. And guess what? If there's give them the money to come to campus. And if they perform, <coughs> keep the money coming. But you need to pay to get them on campus. Otherwise, you're going to lose. You're going to lose battles. You're going to get close, right? You're going to get nine and three. You're going to get 10 and two. You might get it. You might get to take a trip to Indianapolis, but you're not going to win a You're not going to win a semifinal. You're not going to win a national title. That's just nope. not what it's going to be. And that's what we, that's what we're paying Mel Tucker to do. It's like, do you know, like in two years, you will have to deal with Lincoln Riley and Malachi Nelson and that loaded USC team that's coming in. And Chip Kelly and Dante Moore. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You got to start winning these recruiting battles, otherwise you're gonna you're gonna find yourself being pushed even further down. You you will be. We will be in the second tier of the Big Ten. It'll be Michigan, Ohio State, USC, UCLA, Wisconsin, and then it'll be us, Purdue, Iowa. Uh, Penn State, like that's where we'll be. We'll be the afterthoughts. It'll be a lot. It'll take a lot to get out of that to climb up. And at that point, why the fuck are we paying a coach nine and a half million dollars to go nine and three? Good point. Yeah. First down. Like this is my this is my thing with this is my thing with multi. This is my biggest thing with. With Mal and and Izzo too to a degree, <clears throat> but Mal takes accountability for his actions, but does nothing to correct it. Right? Yeah. He knows special teams was anyone with anyone with two eyeballs could tell you the one of the biggest problems with MSU this year in game was special teams, and Mal did not fire the man responsible for creating that situation. Instead, kept him. And kept him, and he's losing his two biggest assets. The only two positives in the special teams game are gone. So now it's all negatives around him with unknowns. So you're staking your reputation as a coach on fucking Ross Ells, <laughs> on Scotty Hazleton, on Jay Johnson. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, if he wants to go down with the ship, let him. But to cut the cord sooner or later. Don't want Mel's, got, Mel's got to win nine games. That's what it's got to be. Yep. He's got to win nine games. He's got to beat Michigan. You lose to Michigan at home, and you go, and you go five and seven again, you're, 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 you're a dead man walking. Your seat's red hot. So his seat going next year with their five and seven is red hot. It's guaranteed. You better, you better figure shit out. I don't know. 
just going to suck to have to owe him like 70 ish million dollars. Fuck it. I don't care. Um, I kind of like the defensive line coach higher though. I mean, I was never really worried about that position, but this guy's, this guy, this guy, Deron Reynolds from, I believe, Stanford or something like that. Yeah. He was at Oklahoma. I think he was in the NFL. Yep. Good. That's, that's cool with me. Yeah. That's a good hire. Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas was third overall pick. Yeah. He didn't do great in the NFL, but he said this was a huge reason why I was what I was. So it's like, cool right there. The other thing I wanted to say, this is something that really pissed me off. A couple days ago. So as you know, uh, one of our 2024 kids that we do have top 100 wide receiver, Nick Marsh is going to start taking other visits. Okay. That is very natural for a top 100 receiver who has just gotten an influx of power five uh, offers. Yeah. They take, they take other visits. They say, let's see what else is out there. You know, I, I committed very early in this process. So let me see if anyone else can pull me away as of now. He is committed to Michigan State. That is where we are. If things change, they change. And I'll sing a different tune. But as of now, he is committed to Michigan State. Once signing day rolls around, he will put pen to paper and sign with Michigan State as of right now. It was someone took that quote from him and 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 they and they singled it out. It was, you know, he said, I, I want to see if these schools can offer me something, you know, ne- again. Very par for the course for a top 100 recruit who's rising high and getting more power five offers. Graham Couch quoted it and said, hashtag pledge. And Solari retweeted it. This is the type of stuff that drives me nuts from our old head media people that they first off are acting cynical and old like this because they don't know what it's like to have a football program that's recruiting at the level Michigan state as it's new to them. We kick off at three 30. We kick off at seven 30. Oh, boo hoo, boo hoo. I'm old. And, and the other thing is our fan base is so volatile and also cries so much at the slightest bit of, of controversy or hardship or whatever that there, that a simple thing like that is going to absolutely send this fan base into a panic. And it already has. I already saw the responses to it. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. He's going to leave us. Oh, he's going to leave us. He's gone. Like, relax. First off to our fan base, relax. This is why I hate our fan base. because you have people eating pancakes till the kid who we never offered an NIL deal to goes somewhere else and or does some other stupid thing. Oh, I'm deep water. Oh, you have a puddle program. I'm Stop. sick of that. I'm really sick. We are not allowed. We cannot talk shit after a five and seven season. We have to stay down until we come up. Second off, our media needs to also stop this old cynical ass fucking nonsense. What is this? The kids taking visits. Every top level recruit takes more visits after they're committed. It has been that way since the dawn of time. Why are you going to be like, well, you might as well prepare for him to leave now. What is that? I'm sorry, but that is horse shit. It's terrible. It's terrible from our media to say that as a media, as a reporter, you say Nick Marsh is going to take other visits. That's where it stops. You don't offer your two cents and your two cents is not needed and it's negative and we don't. We don't need it. That's that's what I have to say about that. It just it that, that, that rubbed me the wrong way from both of those guys. So I just had to get something off my chest. I did not like that at all.
Yeah, I mean, this is like, I don't know, like, I don't know if other, like, I don't pay attention to other schools' media, right? But, like, <laughs> I pay attention to the media in my state, and the other team in the state's media doesn't fucking act like this. No. So why is it only Michigan State's media that that acts like, oh, I call them pledges because until they put pen to paper, rah, 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 and and 7.30 kickoffs, wah, 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 wah. Fuck off, man. Like, do you understand that you have, you have a job that 99.7% of the population would fucking kill for? They would literally murder someone for. Yeah, you get to go to free football games. You get to professionally talk about sports. For a living. You make a living doing that. We do it for fun. And we're better at it than most of these fucking dickheads. I just don't get... If you don't like it so much, fucking quit your job then. Yeah, Solari, quit your job, dude. Like, you don't like it. That was so funny when he was bitching about all the night games and, like, past noon kickoffs. That was fantastic. Posting Michael Scott gifts because somebody who works ten times harder than you ever have got a job that you apparently wanted by actually putting in the work to get it. Charbonneau, right? Yeah, that was Charbonneau. Who I didn't have a problem with until that. Then I'm like, man, you're kind of a bitch. <laughs> and I don't mind Graham, but yeah, the pledge, the pledge thing bugs me. It, it rubbed me the wrong way. And the truth is, is I really I like Couch's writing. I think he does a good yeah. job. Couch keeps it in perspective, but also like when he like kind of I kind of line up with him. Like when I when I feel pretty good about it and he does too, I'm like, okay, it's worth it's worth me getting my hopes up over. But like and he doesn't like talk to meaning. He just like he shoots it straight. Whereas Solari just like, ugh. He just says, "Yeah, this this sucks." He's like Eeyore. Yeah, he's the Eeyore of of M. I think I called him that, and he blocked me. I think I said <laughs> Eeyore of MSU beat reporters, and he blocked me like instantly last year or two years ago, something like that. It's yeah, and I I do find it interesting because like. I mean, who would you equate to our Sam Webb? Would it be Harnes? And I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just trying to, like, get get close to it. Would it be Ebling? Probably maybe, maybe Justin Spiro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forgot about, forgot about him. I mean, I guess, but, like, well, We're maybe not. Because I, I don't have any beef with Ebling or Harnes. I was going to say, no, I don't either. I don't have beef with anyone, but, like... <laughs> Does uh does is Webb like plugged in with 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 Michigan? Was he like yeah. plugged in with their football team? He pretty much, he is. I'm pretty sure he is. Okay, I was gonna say because I don't think Spiro's plugged. In. No, Spiro no disrespect. Think he's no disrespect in. or anything, but Spiro calls it plugged in when he drops like 15k for a player to come on his show. Yeah, yeah, that's who we need. We need guys like Spiro. Honestly, yeah. Spiro should be the face of the of the MSU collective. <laughs> Like legitimately, like I'm not even like I'm not even like being sarcastic or throwing shade or. I just or want him to unlock like, me. That's all I he's want. Pretty, he's been pretty cool the past like 
year or so. Like he hasn't done anything. I think that's like bad at all. Yeah, yeah. The like, he thing should be. Bad. Yeah, but he yeah, was, he yeah, should be was... the guy. He should be the guy running the collective. Honestly, he should be. Yeah, he's uh, he's passionate and he yeah. can court. He can coordinate bag drops. He can have guys come on the show and pimp their brands. Yeah. Like that's who should be. As much as it like curdles my stomach to say it, <laughs> Spiro needs to be Spiro needs to be the the public face of this collective. And he's well connected, so it can get the other doctors and lawyers and oh yeah. And he has a sick house too. It's like showing up to like a, a castle. And the other executives like, to pitch in and fucking close on these guys. Cool. I, I, I wish I had the money like he did because I would get us so many good guests if I just like won the Powerball and was like, yeah, you know what? We're going to get Kenneth Walker on this week. <laughs> There's so many guys who could and like, I don't know, like let's so it's Those... something I don't think is going to be resolved anytime soon unless someone steps up or comes out of nowhere. And unfortunately, I think that's where we're headed. I just I don't I don't have optimism about that happening. <laughs> um, and it looks so good after 2021, and then all of a sudden just nothing. Like SD4L was pimping out things and looking pretty cool, and then all of a sudden, like a couple months they just disappeared, and it's no one's fault. It's just like, you know, this is the kind of shit we need. And Nope, you know, we're going to fall behind big time. Like you said, we're going to be a second-tier Big Ten team just because we don't want to spend money. And we made a statement by giving Mel Tucker $95 million that we want to spend money. But it seems like right now there's a cap to it, like a literal salary cap. And there really shouldn't be in this type of – in this day and age of college football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, so – Let's talk more football. Um, what did you guys think of the NFC title game? Kind of boring, not going to lie. Yeah. Not until Trent Williams choke slammed an Eagles linebacker. Yeah. 49ers are fucking dirty, man. I've said this for years, and no one believes me. And then all the, then finally they get, they get their ass kicked on national TV, and they can't handle it. They melt down because it's not going their way. They cry like little babies. They get whooped by a better team. And it just ends in like a Royal. They just watched the Royal Rumble last night and said, we should do that if we lose. Like, fuck them. Sorry to, sorry to Trevor. I know he's a 49ers fan as well. Sorry. Fuck them. Um, I think the Eagles, I, I just don't see anyone beating them. 49ers the Super Bowl. was elite and they got shredded today. That, that, that Oh, wow. Yeah. This isn't looking good for the Bengals right now. Mm. Um, I I think I think it's Kansas City and Philly. I don't I don't I just don't see Cincy doing it again. But I I don't see them beating Philadelphia. I mean, they're the better chance to beat them, but Philadelphia is just so so sound in all phases of the game. It's one of the most disciplined and sound teams I've seen in a long time. And those they were, teams, huh? They remind me a lot of the Detroit Lions. 
Of which year? This year? Yeah. <laughs> the second half of this year. The second half, yeah. yeah. The the po- basically the post bye week lines, basically. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. Yep, they're doing it for them. They're winning for in, for them. Um I I just I don't know. I don't hate them that much. I really didn't care. I really thought I thought San Francisco was gonna somehow pull off their magic some more, but it came to a crashing halt, and I'm actually pretty thrilled about it. I'm not one of those people who roots for my division when it gets to the playoffs. I've never been like that, and I never will be. So I was pretty satisfied with that moment. Um, what do you guys think? You guys think it's Eagles? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope it's a comp- – I think with the Chiefs, it'll be at least a competitive Super Bowl, but I I don't know. I'm not, and it'll be it'll help. I just hope it's a fun game. That's all I want. I, I mean, I don't care who wins at this point. San Francisco's gone, but whatever. I'm just excited for. Well, I'm not excited for football in the end, but you know, then we can need a restart. Huh? Need a restart. Yeah, I'm ready for next football season after what I had to deal with this year. Speaking of next football season. Carter, um, we've met a few times in person, and one of those times you were working at IM West grinding, grinding Desmond, grinding Desmond Ritter. I reluctantly manifested it. Yeah. Um, So I kind of wanted, as someone who's like new to actually caring about the ins and outs of of drafting and mocking and all that stuff. I thought it would be kind of fun to kind of spend, kind of spend the weeks leading up to the NFL draft, kind of going over what, what a good mock drafter does. Um, we'll call it draft 101. So give me, give me my first lesson. Well, I guess one thing you should know about mock drafts is that like people who do them on CBS or PFN or whatever it is, they just, they just throw stuff out there. They're like bold, bold trade is the Raiders move up to one or if the, or the Colts Colts move up to one, whoever it is, you know, they'll throw those out there and anything like that. So you really have free range when you're doing a mock draft because it doesn't really matter. And it's like, what was it? Uh, I saw a tweet that was like, why don't men like, why don't more men write fan fiction or something? And someone responded and said, they're called mock drafts. (laughs) And I was like, well, it's kind of true. You're like pairing a player with their like perfect match or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, is I, the great thing about mock drafts is like in the past couple of years, there have been more, more like platforms and like think like websites you can use. Like before there was like the ESPN did like a first round one. And it was, I don't like, I think that website is still open, but it hasn't been active since like 2015 or something. So like if you go to try to use it, the 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 players are new, yeah, like updated like draft class, but then the teams are still in the draft order of like 2015, like the Bucks <laughs> one, Titans two, or stuff like that. Yeah. Um I am always I think a mistake even I make is is looking at like the team needs and basing a draft entirely on that when teams never draft for need. Right. Teams draft good players, like a team like I guess it doesn't really matter. Like the, the, the commanders may, if he's sitting there at 16, like what reason would they have to not take Bijan Robinson? They take, they don't say like, 
they're not going to be like, oh yeah, don't let Brian Robinson stop you from taking Bijan Robinson. It's like, so, I mean, that's that, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a philosophy of actually drafting, but I guess if you're applying that to mock drafting, you know, just take good players, you know, don't get caught up in uh, positions of need because teams, real teams never draft for need. I mean, evidenced by the Atlanta Falcons, as you can tell, <laughs> because they just draft pass catchers. So I'm anticipating Jackson Smith and Jigbud eight. So oh, really? I guess that's your quote unquote first <laughs> lesson. Number one. In the spirit of mock, in the spirit of mock and trades and all that stuff, Lucas, um, I want to do a little role-playing exercise with you. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm here. So I'm going to be Brad Holmes, and you are going to be Lesson. Don't pile it on to me, man. No, but just, just, just follow along, okay? Okay, I'm, I'm for, the, for the listeners, for the audio listeners, I am not in blackface. I just want to point that out. Okay. Okay. So, oh, so uh, I'm Bro, calling. I'm calling. It's draft night. I'm calling Leslie. Yo. Hey, Les. Hey, Brad. What's up? Hey, I have a proposal for you. Okay, I'm listening. I need some draft picks. So, um, I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, you know, you guys are, you guys may be looking to move on from this player. Um, you know, we kind of need help in this position group. Um, we have an asset that I think you guys may like. I just want to get your thoughts on this. I'm listening. Uh, Jalen Ramsey for the 16th pick straight up. A real less need probably going to say no, but I would say yes. Okay. You see what I mean by fan fiction? Yeah. But Carter, what do you, what do you think about? I would do it. I would do it hundred percent. What are your thoughts on that as a neutral observer? I, I like this cornerback class. So if you can get a younger one, that's cheaper. Like I love Devin Witherspoon, Joey Porter, Jr. Christian Gonzalez. Like all those guys are, could be legit CB ones on any team pretty much. So I would probably, I mean, and you could essentially, take one of the top defensive players maybe at six or one of the quarterbacks, whoever it is that they may be looking at uh, and, and then wait till 18 and you might see Witherspoon or Joey Porter Jr. or something like that. I may not wait. If you take a, if you take one of those corners at six, I wouldn't be surprised. So I probably would maybe inquire about Jalen Ramsey, see what he's worth. I wouldn't be surprised. If they already have, but, Oh, I'm sure they already have. I mean, yeah. Holmes is Holmes has familiarity with them. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they already have. Yeah, and people are ragging on Ramsey getting cooked. I'm like, most cornerbacks get cooked in games, man. Like, <laughs> they're not the perfect player. Like, he's still really it is. Good. It may be the hardest position to yeah, play in the he's NFL. Still really fucking good. Thus, Brad Holmes calling him and offering a top 16 draft pick for him. So let's say they let's say the lion let's say the lions go ahead. Um, let's say like some crazy shit happens the first six picks. Let's say Will Anderson, Brian Brees, and and Jalen Carter are all are all off the board. Lions get to six and say, "Fuck it, we'll take a guy we like. We'll take Witherspoon." I still think you take the. I still think you call less and you and you offer sixteen, and you pair Witherspoon, you pair Witherspoon and Ramsey together, hmm. and then you have Kirby 
in Jacobs as your safeties. And then situation Akuda's gone. Uh yes, please. <laughs> Free agent? He will he, be. He will be. I believe they I believe he has a team option. They're not I don't anticipate they pick it up. They shouldn't. I I they shouldn't. Um I the thought he was what is if maybe they offer trades for other cornerbacks in the league and other one says no. I think but. he's improved. <laughs> I think he improved this season. Yeah. But I don't know. The his the benching thing towards the end, that was weird. I don't yeah, I just don't I just don't think he's a guy. I mean, it's a common Bob Quinn L. Yeah, that was a super high pick for him. His uh, 2019 draft is abhorrent. Yeah. Ab- abhorrent. <clears throat> he should never get another job in the NFL with that draft class. I, not one hit. He did not have a single hit in that draft class. 2019 was really bad. I think the Rams are going to field calls for Ramsey. I don't. It's something where you don't have to do it. And, you know, it, it might depend on if Ramsey has a no trade clause, which I don't think his contract has that. They um, may need to. They just, yeah. I mean, like, they just are so strapped. They they are going to have to cut bait with some guys. I, I have a prediction that I think will happen eventually. Aaron Donald will be traded to Pittsburgh. Mm. I believe that. He said he wanted to play in Pittsburgh in his career at least one year. I, fir- I firmly believe maybe if he has another off year and he's hurt again or something, maybe the Rams just go, you know what? Let's see what Pittsburgh will give us for him. I, so, could, I could see that happening. More fan fiction, you're less sneed. Uh, Pittsburgh GM calls you two firsts and a second. So a 20, this year's first, this year's second, next year's first. For Aaron Donald? For Aaron Donald. Yes. I'm taking it. You basically gave me the Matthew Stafford trade back. Basically. Kind of, but I I don't know. I think Aaron Donald's time as a Ram is is coming to a close within a year or two. That's just me. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I just, I mean, he's gotten a Super Bowl. You know, he doesn't have to prove anything. He can walk in the Hall of Fame when he's done. You know, if he wants to go to Pittsburgh eventually, you know, I think you got to do right by him. And if they offer a really fucking great deal like that, <laughs> I think Les Snead takes that in a heartbeat and calls Aaron and says, look, this is a business decision. We got a fucking great deal. <laughs> and you're going home. You know, that's pretty hard to beat. John Lynch calls you. Oh. Uh, if- Divisional <laughs> trade. <laughs> A first in Jimmy G for Stafford. No, thanks. I don't want Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) That's just me. Less Snead would entertain it, but I still think Stafford's got like one good year left. I think he's got enough in the tank for one more, for one more shot at this thing. And then I think they'll blow it up. That's my, that's my opinion. They're going to give it one more run at this thing. And if it goes sideways or just ends, then they're going to blow it up and the Rams are going to start back square one. It would really – 
thing that's going to suck is if we trade for Jimmy G. <laughs> he's going to suck ass again. Yeah, I'm not saying it's McVay's fault, but he's just going to have this juju around him with the Niners where he's he's good enough to get them to the Super Bowl. But then he comes to the Rams and just like immediately starts leading the league in turnovers or something. I could I could totally see that happening. He'd be like a slightly upgraded Baker Mayfield for us. <laughs> I'm probably going a little hot with that, but I've never been a huge Jimmy G believer. I never have. But I mean, if you do get a first round draft pick, but like say they called this year with for it, I mean that's what 28, 29, 26, I think. Okay. I mean. I don't know if that's worth it. If they had a shitty year, I I think you'd be like, yeah, I'll take it. Like if they were a top 10 pick and then they offered Jimmy G, I'd think about it. But, I mean, of course you give Stafford all those weapons and everything, but that's that will never happen. They're going to ride Stafford until he, like, his back explodes. That's what's going to happen. But I'd think about Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey. I really would. Yeah. What's next week's lesson in the mock drafts? Film. <laughs> Gotta watch film. Where do you okay. watch film? Where, just quick question. Where do you where do you watch the film at? Just YouTube? I have this like subscription form format type thing. Platform. Oh, okay. Like the all twenty two like, or whatever. You can get all twenty two for like two bucks a month. Oh, that's not bad. It's pretty cool. So we, you should whole database. Get, um, we should try to get hot take empire on. Oh, absolutely. He should come on next week. Yeah, like just whatever, whenever we can get him on, I'll talk to him and just see if he wants to come on and talk mock drafts. He'll, he'll talk anything with us, but he's a big draft cool. guy. Huh? He's a big draft guy, big Lions guy. Oh, yeah. He he was one of my, I mean, him in, the, him in Lions mode is one of my favorite accounts on Twitter, <laughs> especially when they're winning. He's so fucking funny. Um, I think that's a good, good, Way to end it. Uh, oh, we got some good movies coming out. Um, I still need to go see Avatar because it is officially Oscar nominated, so I have to go watch it. Oh, we haven't talked about the Oscar nominations. Yeah. Um, my my bold proclamation didn't even come close. So, you know, I, I remain – I take another L. I thought they were pretty meh for the most part. Pretty shout out, shout out Paul Mescal. I haven't I haven't seen After Sun yet. I'm going to. Either. I'll but, watch it since he's in Gladiator 2. Yeah. Shout out, shout out Paul Mescal. Uh if you've seen normal people, it's fucking awesome in it. Uh also dating, maybe not dating Phoebe Bridgers. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Hmm. It's kind of weird at the moment, according to the gossip rags. Shout out Top Gun Maverick, best picture nominee. Yep. My wife might have an aneurysm if Tom Cruise wins an Oscar. Uh, shout out, shout out Andrea Risebro, just fucking just speed running, just speed running a campaign to for best actress nomination. Ed Norton tweeted about it, then all of a sudden, like everyone started watching it and like, oh shit, she's best actress nominated. Like yeah. that's my weird. my theory is best actress was a two-horse race like this entire time. Yeah. So it's like fuck it. Let's. Who cares? I think Kate. I haven't watched Tar yet. It's on Peacock. Um, Good. I I enjoyed it. Kate Blanchett's probably gonna win, but I'd love to see Michelle Yeoh do it. Yeah, the thing with Blanchett, she already has two, 
Yeah. So I, you know, they, yeah, they don't like giving that those many out, especially when they kind of have someone with a lot of nominations. So I, I do think Yo, I do think Yo. Will win. I ha- I think Austin Butler is going to win Best Actor. So do I. I think he's going to sneak. I think uh, Farrell and um, Frazier are going to have so many votes that cancel each other out. He's all of Austin Butler's second and third place votes are going to get him more points. So, um, did you see the thing where his voice coach said that his yeah. Elvis voice might be permanent? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> because he accepted the Golden Globe and, and he just talked talk like this. I'm like, buddy, you don't have to do it. Yeah, it's like it's like Brian. I think he's like, don't do the voice. Don't do the voice. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a dude too. Going, listen here, Mama. These sandworms ain't nothing to mess with. <laughs> this is my dude, Mama. You understand me? <laughs> Targeted controls the spice, Mama. <laughs> uh, he, that'd be so funny if like Denis Villeneuve was like, yeah, he couldn't stop doing the Elvis voice for Dune too, so we just dubbed him over. They just end up blatantly dubbing him over. And, and it's every- like that Liberty Mutual commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, Ant Man's in three, two and a half weeks. Oh my gosh! I know that's crept up on me. I already got my tickets for Thursday night. You do? Yeah. I'm sure we'll go that weekend. Um, I'm a little marvelled out, but I, I hope it, I'm. I'm excited for this one. I'm yeah, a, if this one it if this one doesn't do it, I don't know. I think I, I think I'll, I I'll go to, to Guardians. I'll go to Guardians, of course, and I'll skip Marvels to be to be perfectly honest. I'll probably skip it. Yeah, they gotta. I'm probably out till Fantastic Four. I'm gonna be straight. Ooh, wow, That's a long ways. That's a two year wait. I don't know. I'm so like damn. That's pretty bold. I've seen so many movies this past year. After years of just like seeing the Marvel movies in theaters, I've seen right. so many movies in theaters. It's just like, I wish I lived close enough to Celebration Cinema to get their membership because then I'd probably go a couple times a week. Like, movie passes back. That's like your like I I got that email too because I had movie pass for a little bit. It's like your ex girlfriend messaging you like years later wanting you to come back. That's what it felt like. That was cool at first, but then everyone, every movie theater was just like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. We're losing money way too cheap. Um, I really want to see this weekend. I want to go see Knock at the Cabin. I might be the only interesting one. looking movie. I've heard it's good. And when M. Night makes a good movie, it's a really good movie. So I'm, I'm a sucker for anything M. Night Shyamalan. I'm ready for it. And Dave Batista, anything he's in, I'll watch. Oh, Jesus. What? Uh, tweet from some tweet from Lynn Wood. Uh, do you agree or not that Pfizer is a real danger to the world? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Zachary Levi quote tweet. Hardcore agree. Yep. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> boy. Let's see. You have. Uh, oh, what was. Oh, I tweeted it, and let's see. I'm trying to find it. Oh, yeah, someone tweeted <laughs> Ben Affleck, sexual assault, Gal Gadot, Zionism, 
Ray Fisher, Cyberbully. <laughs> Ezra Miller, everything you can think of. Yeah. Uh, Zach Levi, anti-vax Jordan Peterson enthusiast. Jared Leto, pedophile cult leader. Jeff Johns, racist. Joss Whedon, racist, racist, sexist, abusive. Did I miss anyone? Like, okay. oof. Yeah, that that's tough. Not a great look, considering your your flagship movie that you're in, Zach Levi, is coming out in a month and a half. Our sweet, our sweet Warhammer playing king, Henry Cavill, safe remains unproblematic. Well, apparently he's kind of a douchebag, but you know who isn't? Yeah, who isn't? I guess you kind of would be if you were if everyone asked you about Superman. <laughs> uh, he's not Superman, is he? No, he's not. He's done. That's crazy, because I thought he said he was coming back, and then like a couple weeks later... Well, like... they asked him to come back as Superman, and he left The Witcher, and then James Gunn got hired like a week later, and they were like, yeah, man, we don't want you... You're not in our plans as Superman. Hmm. So I think he's going to be at Marvel pretty quickly. Like, he'll be Captain Britain in a, in a movie, I oh, think. Oh, that's right, he is. He'll, he'll be Captain Britain, for sure. Yeah. Uh, some insider that i think i've sent to you guys before he just said we'll end on this whatever since it's likely we will get a dc announcement tomorrow four projects updated on including superman so probably not going to be much but might be worth something since james gunn is going to probably tweet it um yeah dc's in trouble but i hope i hope gunn gets them at least somewhat even just like a working car, like that is reliable enough to get you to work and back. Like that's what DC needs to be. And I really would love to have been the fly on the wall for him. And when him and the rock talked about the rock blatantly lying about black Adam making so much money and James Gunn just probably tell him, shut the fuck up. I, that would have been fantastic, but, um, oh, well, whatever. Good pod. I'm going to try to get hot take on one of these weeks and uh, see what he's up to. And then maybe if you guys think of some other ones that, that we could, uh, we could bring on some other peeps that we could bring on that are into mock drafts. I don't know. It's about that time of year where we're going to have to find like, we're going to to get some guest stars because we kind of been like talking about the same stuff in the past couple of weeks. Could get Trevor on to like talk Super Bowl. Yeah. So he likes talk. He wants to talk football with us. We could just ask him, um, or someone, whatever. Um, all right, good pod. I think we're done, right? Yep. Yeah. All right, fellas. Everyone have a good week, and we'll talk to you next weekend. Go green. Go white. Go white. Think go green. Go green. <laughs>